This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hey guys, welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories Midweek Episode 13. We got a fun one for you tonight. The uh, the guys and gals from the Horror Chronicles are gonna be on. They're gonna talk to us about the gates of hell in Illinois. Kinda Can't wait for that. Neck of the woods. We yeah. did we did a, a a little remember when we were doing videos when everybody said like three years ago, hey do videos, we'll watch them and then like mm-hmm. now three years later there's like fifty five views on them. Uh you remember that? <laughs> I remember. One of the videos that we did was actually on the gates of hell. Uh the same one and we tried to show some little pictures like that I printed off and was holding them up to the camera. It was horrible. They did such a better job than what we did. Oh uh, yeah. On it. So That's obvious. <laughs> But they're going to be on. It's a fun podcast. You've heard them on the uh, Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So we got a little story for you tonight. This is a story that I heard a long time ago, way before starting this show, and I had completely forgotten about it. It's from the great state of Wyoming, and more specifically, the Platte River. This is the ship of death. Man, these stories just keep better, better. <laughs> So you definitely don't want to see this ship, trust me. (laughs) But let's say if you do see it, here's what it's going to look like. It's very old and outdated. The deck on the ship is all rotted. The masts are like broken and the sails are all ripped up. Mm -hmm. So something like a cruise we could afford. You know, that's right. Oh, did I tell you that there's a strange... um, fog that accompanies it i didn't tell you that did i no it's like it's not even it doesn't even look natural it's like a completely unnatural looking fog that's always seen like a extra attraction yeah cool probably like the like the one i made with my fog machine when i set all the smoke alarms on the house (laughs) off but that's not all this ship has a crew and passengers they're all crowded on a deck and they're all obviously dead Oh, man. They must have been a fun crowd to hang together like that. (laughs) So they're covered in a light frost. Everything. The whole ship. Frost? Frost. But what's more important is that there's also a very pale corpse that's spread out on a canvas sheet. So the people on the deck are all kind of gathered around this corpse. And as the ship gets close to some people that are on shore, and usually there's not very many people. It's just a couple. As it gets closer, what happens is the ghost people, or these phantoms, whatever they are, they start to separate away from the dead body. Now, at this point, the people who are on the shore can see the body. And in every case, it's the corpse turns out to look exactly like a person that you know extremely well. Who? 
unfortunately, that person dies within 24 hours. No, I'm saying each for, it's different for each person. You see what I'm saying? No. I missed out. What you said? Like, if you saw it, it would be somebody who was important to you. If I saw it, it would be somebody who was important to me. If somebody else saw it. Oh. So it's it's not one person. Oh. It's a different person for whoever's seeing it. Wow, that's weird. So here's a couple of cases of what supposedly happened. And they were all in the 1800s and early 1900s. So there's a trapper by the name of Leon Weber. It said that he saw the death ship in 1862. In his instance, he saw his fiance on the ship of the uh, as the corpse, mm-hmm. and she died within 24 hours. <gasps> oh. The next year, in 1887, a similar situation occurred with Gene Wilson. He saw his significant other, which was his wife, and shortly after, his wife unfortunately passed away. And the last incident was in 1903. Victor Hebe, he lived right there on the river. So the ship passed his by his house one day, and he saw his best friend on, on the uh, ship. Same thing. Within 24 hours, his best friend passed away. Now, since Hebe's sighting there, the Cheyenne Bureau of um, Psychological Research actually did some research into this situation because there were so many documented sightings and they just I don't know what they came up with but they they actually did research it because there were so many sightings of this ship and the most interesting part of all this is of all the occurrences that they have on record none of them ever happened in the late autumn so if you're going to go yeah. up to the Platte River in Wyoming late autumn is the time to go I guess so so wonder why that is I don't know so I thought that was kind of interesting. It is very interesting. So. Gosh, I don't want to see that ship or anything on it now. <laughs> so let's just go to Gatlinburg. Let's not take a yeah. cruise. All right, guys. We'll be in Gatlinburg soon enough for that show with. Uh, I know. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. All right, guys. Let's listen to the Horror Chronicles. I have to always enunciate that word properly, mm-hmm. or because it could be a completely different show. To, yeah. <laughs> But first, a quick break from our sponsor. Hey, guys, we got some friends on that I'm excited about. We've been trying to make this happen for a couple of months, but everybody's got busy schedules. You know how it goes. But you've heard us play their promo on, on the show before. This is JT Ryan and Breezy from the Horror Chronicles podcast. Welcome to the show, guys and gals. What's up? What's up? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, man, Jerry, we really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Oh, it's no problem. Like I said, we, we've needed to make this happen for a while. I know, uh, uh, JT, we've been talking back and forth for probably six, eight months already on, on some different stuff. So uh, it's about time we make it happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. We're excited to be here for sure. Good. So before we get too far into this, tell everybody what your podcast is as far as if they tune in and haven't listened yet, what will they hear when they tune into the Horror Chronicles podcast? Well, on the Horror Chronicles, guys, we uh, talk about a number of things. We talk about horror movies. We do reviews and stuff like that. We talk about the paranormal. We talk about UFOs and basically anything that's creepy and goes bump in the night that uh, 
And we like to have conversations with people too. We like to have call-ins and stuff like that too. And yeah, we get into urban legends and cryptids and just all kinds of stuff. Anything that'll creep you out. We want to talk about it. Now, Bre- Breezy, I've listened to the show a bunch of times, and I know you used to be on there on a regular basis. You're not on there quite as often as you used to be, though, are you? I'm sorry, Jerry. I don't. I don't think we heard you. Did you not hear for real? Oh, we got you now. Yeah. The last question, we didn't hear you. (laughs) That's okay. We'll go back and edit out. I said, Breezy, I know when we used to listen to a lot of the previous episodes, you were on there quite a bit, but you're not on quite as often as you used to be uh, now these days, are you? Um, actually, uh, I ended up stepping back into the picture. They can't get rid of me that easily. Uh, <laughs> I ended up taking a little breather with family. I'm raising twins and, you know, the holidays and me missing out on some hours. You know, my wife ended up having to pick up. So I had baby duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you're back on, on more there. Cause I think, I think the three of you together are a great combination. Oh, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank Chemistry you, sir. is there. For sure. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, we love to talk, and you're going to find that out here pretty quick. <laughs> well, good, because I'm getting ready to give you the opportunity. Nice. There we nice. go. You, you guys said you like to cover urban legends, and you've got an urban legend from your neck of the woods that you're going to enlighten our listeners about. So uh, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you three and just let you uh, run with it for a bit. All right. Thank well, you, thanks, uh, thanks for having us. So, like I said, uh, you know, like Jerry said, we're uh, going to be talking about an urban legend here uh, that's kind of near us. It's uh, about an hour and a half away. Uh, I grew up in the St. Louis area, so this was a big story that went around, you know, around the 70s and 80s. So, you know, we all know there are several creepy roads around the world uh, where paranormal events just run rampant. Um, we've got a place in Missouri called Joplin. Uh, they have what they call the Joplin spook light. Uh, there's also, you've heard of the beast of Bray road up in Wisconsin and the ghost children who push your car, you know, across the haunted railroad tracks. Uh, the biggest one of those is in San Antonio, but what we're here to talk about tonight is, uh, is a little story. If you take a drive, southeast out of Collinsville, Illinois, you will uh, run into one of our local legends, and it's a story called The Seven Gates of Hell. Yes, The Seven Gates of Hell. (laughs) So we're going to let Breezy talk about some of these gates and uh, what goes on in this place. Um, As I was doing some research, uh, you enter the gates and you go through gate one. It's the closest to town, so there hasn't been much that's happened with gate one. Uh, so then you enter to gate two. Gate two, uh, there has been reported stories of paranormal and KKK activity. Uh, there's a story that a young African American boy was chased by the KKK members through the woods. Um, kind of by gate two. It's said that the KKK members caught the boy here and hung him from the gate. So there was that story with the hanging, and then there was also another story with um, a younger man who was hung by his friend because of a girl situation. Women always causing problems. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just can't get away from them. 
But the friend who hung hung him ended up uh, having tons of regret, and he ended up hanging himself from the gate. And legend says that if you actually go through gate two, um, as you pass around midnight, if you look back in your window mirror, you can actually see feet dangling from gate two. Super creepy. Mm-mm. That is creepy. That'd be crazy, you know? Yeah. So there's gates one and two. Now it starts getting into the good juicy stuff. Yeah, the interesting stuff here. Meat and potatoes. Um, <laughs> As if, you know, a bunch of people hanging themselves from a bridge isn't interesting enough. Right. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gates three and four, they're uh, known as the twin gates because of the close, close proximity of each other. The stories surrounding these gates involve sata- satanic rituals and animal sacrifices. There's actually been a lot of stories that has to deal with both of those things. Yeah, um, and, and these gates are very close to each other. Yes. They're only like, I don't know, 400 feet away, yes. apart or something like that. They're very close. Yes. <clears throat> Um, the, uh, there's also, I ended up coming across an image that somebody ended up finding a makeshift Ouija board nice. out of a cardboard box. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, we well, you know I what mean, else. Just walk yeah. along, all of a sudden find. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the real ones aren't creepy enough. Let's make one out of cardboard. <laughs> Got that old pizza box in the back of your trunk, man. Right? Grab that old emo's box and let's make a, make a Ouija board. Let's summon the devil. Oh, oh shit. There's also been... Tons, tons of res- like reports of this ghost car. You hear this engine just revving up, and you feel like the car's on top of you, and the car never shows up. Mm. It feels like it literally gusts past you. That's yeah. Awesome. There was a really good story about oh that a woman told about. She was standing between the gates, and she could see headlights coming towards her. Yeah. And right as they got to gate four, they disappeared. Yeah. And there's nowhere to turn off on no. that road. No, it's such a narrow road. Gate. Yeah, yeah. See, that's cool. I wonder if it goes the reverse way. You like can. if you're on the fourth, on the other side of the fourth, if it comes through the third. Mm, I, don't I don't know. Interesting questions. <laughs> <laughs> One bummer thing with these two gates is they ended up putting two big like cement slabs blocking off the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because all activity and people, you know, going down there and probably causing trouble and doing, you know, like things like making uh, Ouija boards out of cardboard pizza boxes. (laughs) Well, and there are stories about people like uh, being in between the two gates. They said when you're in between these two gates, it is really quiet and there's there's hardly any noise whatsoever. About the only thing you can hear is some water running because there's a a creek creek or a brook or something right there. But somebody was saying that if you look off one side of the road, you can see the creek. If you look off the other side of the road you see a bunch of like animal remains and stuff like a bunch of bones from animals and stuff pretty creepy you know well it's with the satanic rituals and stuff and there's something like uh brie had mentioned breezy had mentioned a minute ago you know there's stories of sacrifices and stuff that we'll get into later but Yeah. yeah there's some pretty crazy stuff happening here absolutely um before you get to gate five there's also a house that's right next to gate four that's called the death house um it's said to be haunted and used for sat- uh, satanic rituals creepy so that's pretty creepy to have it right sounds there. sounds like yeah. a nice b&b yeah, for years <laughs> for years there were people living in that house and i hear it's boarded up now 
Yeah. Now it's just well, meth heads. Yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, Hope there's a bathtub. <laughs> the only thing that I found with Gate 5 is it's pretty much the most narrow of all the gates and the longest. There's nothing really scary yeah. stories yeah, that I found. No spooky Gate there. Five. Um, now Gate Six. Uh, I ended up hearing a story of some kids back in the 1970s uh, decided to drop some acid and try to drive through all the gates. Yeah, I did some of that back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two different endings of the story. One says that the kids approached gate six and wrecked into the front of the gate and their car exploded big old crash crazy now and the other one says that the kid got lost and ended up driving off the top of acid bridge and died and it was a yeah, big and, old fiery yeah. crash another big old fire <laughs> crash. and they say that um now uh, actually i think it was this uh it's a st louis paranormal group they got pictures of the ghost of the girl Mm-hmm. That was in the wreckage mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and they say at certain times of the night, you can see like a ghost car actually wreck into this bridge. Mm-hmm. So that'd be so awesome. I mean, not awesome that a car <laughs> wrecked into the bridge, <laughs> but uh, well, you know, you know, turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Always look on the bright side, Ryan. Good hey, job. Man. That's man. what I'm here Good for. Good job. <laughs> Now, once you get to Gate 7, this is where the original urban legend states that if you drive through each gate in order and then go through the final gate at exactly midnight, a portal from hell will open. Once the portal is open, hellhounds will come out and drag you to hell. Oh, yeah. Another form of the legend is if you go through it backwards, it ends up opening a hole that you can actually stare into the abyss of hell. So, so when you say going through it backwards, does that mean you got to back all the way through all of them? Absolutely. No. 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 So, so, I'm the backwards man, backwards man. Yeah. What, what we want you guys to understand about these gates is they are not, other than gates three and four, they are not very close to each other. Yeah, um, this is a 10 to, miles. To drive yes. through all seven gates is about 10 miles. Yeah. Uh, and it's on different roads. You have to make turns to, you know, you can go through gates one, but you have to turn onto Lockman Road to go through gate two. Well, as you're on Lockman Road, you'll see Long High Road, gate three and four right there. Then you've got to drive quite a while down South Liberty before you get to gate five and then turn on Milk, uh, Milk Creek to get to gate six. And then it's a pretty hefty drive to get all the way to gate seven. So to do this... You are the worst Siri ever. time it out... <laughs> well, you know, I tried to pull my Google map thing and, you know, <laughs> didn't work out for me. But uh, anyway, to, to pull this off and do it at the right time to where you go through that gate seven exactly at midnight would be a pretty tall order. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and now you can't even do it. It's impossible to do now that they've blocked off gates three and four. Yeah, well, and like you said, the story you said that when you try to look it up on t- just to map it out in your head. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. I-, I went to Google Maps and was looking at their satellite view, trying to figure out you know where all these gates are in relationship to each other. And as I got to gate three and four, I was kind of dragging my mouse and mapping it because I wanted to know the distance between all of them. When you turn on Long High Road, it's like Google Maps just stops between gate three and four. 
like it won't let you go through them if you try to drag through them then it changes your route and comes up long high the other side of gate four but it's right on the other side of gate four so it's like the road doesn't exist between gate three and gate four but what's weird is is if you do the street view the street view when i did the street view when i was standing there when it came into street view i was standing right in between the two gates and i was able to get a 360 view in between gates three and four that's it's awesome. so weird. So weird. So awesome. Pretty cool. I don't know how Google Maps did that, but yeah. well, it's you know pretty where, bizarre. You know where these roads lead to? Troy. Troy, Missouri. <laughs> well, well. They, they kind of think that uh, that's the way, kind of how this legend came about is because they figure once you go through Gate 7, you're close to Troy, and that's like going to hell. There you go. <laughs> so, well, there you, go. <laughs> you know, uh, we were talking about uh, how... These gates, they have a huge history, but um, a lot of satanic rituals, supposedly, mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and um, sacrifices and whatnot. And there's an interesting story about a lady, and um, she's known as the Jane Doe of Collinsville, because they still have no idea who she is. And um, she was found laying um, somewhere where she wasn't murdered. <laughs> They moved the body. She wasn't found. She wasn't murdered where she was found at. So, but what the crazy thing about this is is what how she died. And what so happened. she wasn't found where she was murdered at. No, no. and she, she wasn't was, murdered where she was found at. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to get political here, but anyway, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's probably like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but the crazy thing about this story with the, with the Jane Doe of Collinsville is that she was found um, mutilated, basically. She was stabbed multiple times in the neck and multiple times in the stomach. But the really crazy thing is that every one of her reproductive organs were gone. They were taken away from her. That's horrible. <laughs> Pulling Jack the Ripper. And supposedly, if you look into some satanic rituals, they take the reproductive organs and do yes, you know, they whatever do. they yeah. do with them. They're probably in a jar on the mantle in that death house. Between, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's, they still don't know uh, who she is. They, they, the only thing they found with her was a um, heart-shaped, uh, what was it, um, ring on her finger and... A pink shirt and white slippers a little bit away from her body. But other than that, they have no idea what happened to her, who she is. I want um, my pink shirt back. <laughs> and uh, I know we're laughing, guys, but it ain't funny. <laughs> we got to, you know, make a light of... Well, then we stop can. laughing. Come on. <laughs> we're so bad. Be serious here. So but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy, you know, um, to have a murder like that and no one be able to tell <laughs> what it is. It's just nuts to me, you know. Um, and they still know who she is to this day. You figure with... You know, DNA testing and all that stuff, they'd be able to figure something out. Right. But that's just one of them. And I mean, uh, we're going to get down into the origins of these uh, seven gates of hell and where some people think that it came from. You know, this might have started. So it's kind kind of a weird, when I started doing research on this, like I said, I've been hearing about this place all my life. Um, and as I was doing research on this, I ran across a bunch of stuff that I didn't know, and it really led me down a rabbit hole. Uh, so basically what it led me to was uh, 1917, World War One. 
Um, you know, we all know World War One ran from 1914 to 1918. Germans had a big part in that. Well, in in 1917. Uh, the Germans were known for tampering with American politics. Uh, the, the way they would do that is, is they would reach out to the German-American population and you know, try and get them to enlist in like espionage mm, kind of yeah. stuff, you know, uh, basically wanting them to be spies for yeah. the German army. Uh, you know, they may have had some success in this. Uh, you know, they had. They were really big at creating racial tension. Yeah. So this story gets really weird because uh, the claim is is they started creating racial tension between the African American society and the whites, um, and the way they would do that is they would, you know, cause. Uh, cause these people to not want to work, not want to do their job and, and stuff like that. So there was a factory where they had, like they were making idea. war products, <laughs> uh, like war machines and stuff like that. So through the Socialist Party and, you know, the help from the German immigrants, they got these uh, white factory workers to go on strike. Well, the company couldn't go without, you know, doing business, so they had to do something. So what the company did, or, you know, several companies, they would enlist the help of the minorities and African-Americans and the immigrants and yeah. stuff to uh, fulfill these orders. Well, that didn't work out too good for them. Uh, July 2nd of 1917, there was a huge riot broke out in East St. Louis. Uh these white factory workers went on strike, uh, and when the minorities started coming in, these factory workers decided that they were going to resort to violence. Because of this, there were hundreds of deaths and millions of dollars worth of damage to East St. Louis. Now, I don't know if you've been to East St. Louis lately. I don't know that East St. Louis is worth millions of dollars now. But, uh, you know, back then, millions of dollars was a lot of money, you know. So these German-Americans uh, were encouraged to go, uh, to like join these labor unions and these socialist parties and stuff. And it was all in an attempt to promote labor unrest and racial tension within the, mm -hmm. you know, the parties and stuff. So they... Uh, you know, and all of that was to disrupt production, you know, in all these factories or whatever. So these German-Americans uh, that were not involved with this, of course, were in fear for their lives. So a lot of the German-American immigrants that were here tried to hide their ethnicity and, you know, their heritage to try not to get involved in this stuff. Well, it didn't work out for them. Um, there was a man, his name was Robert Prager. He was a German immigrant, and he lived in Collinsville, Illinois. He was a, he was a labor worker for the mine and later became a baker. At some point, this huge lynch mob shows up at his house, and they accused him of giving information to the Germans about the American people. 
So this lynch mob abducted him outside his house and tried to drag him down the street. Well, the police got involved. Somehow the police got this guy away from him, and they hid this guy inside the basement at City Hall. So this lynch mob figured out where he was at. This lynch mob grew in force to the point that two to 300 people showed up at City Hall. They busted down the front door, and they finally found this guy hiding in the basement of the city hall. He was actually hiding inside of a sewer pipe. And they drug this guy out of the out of city hall and nobody stopped him from doing it. The problem was the mayor at the time was of German descent and he didn't want anybody to find yeah, out. So he was trying to, you know, keep his mouth shut. So basically what happened to this guy is they drug him out of out of city hall. They stripped him down, they wrapped him in an American flag, and they forced him to march down the street uh, singing American patriotic songs and kissing the flag while they took him down the street. This all boiled to a head when they were their plan was they were going to tar and feather this guy, but they couldn't find any tar to do this, so they decided they were just going to hang him. There's two different stories to the hanging of this guy, one story states that they hang him. They, uh, sorry, they hung him over a cliff. The other story states that he was hung from a tree in the local cemetery. Now, out of these hundreds of people that did this to this guy, eleven of them were tried for this crime. During the trial, their defense was. They were in fear for America, and they were they did what they did to protect the American heritage. Mm-hmm. Okay, all eleven of these guys were acquitted of the crime. Now, in this mob, there were several members that were that they knew were members of the KKK. So, what they did is they decided to go in and kind of do their own kind of justice. Mm-hmm. So they started abducting these African-American men and lynching them. Now, it's an untold story, or, you know, it's kind of an oral thing, yeah. uh, that they took these men to this hanging bridge, which is a train trestle, and they would hang these men from the... Bridge and it was deemed the hanging bridge. That hanging bridge is what we call gate number two. Gate number two. In Who the- does number two work for? Oh, <laughs> Me. Sorry. But, and it brings uh, it around. It, it's kind of a crazy story. I mean, I, I know I kind of went down a weird path there. Yeah, so quit talking. That's that yeah, rabbit yeah. Shut up, sorry. JT. I get in trouble a lot for talking <laughs> too much. <laughs> well, you know. I want to tell my story. Yeah, well, yeah. And you got to think about it and. As people listen to, you know, Hillbilly Horror Stories, they know, uh, of course, that objects can hold that energy. I mean, um, they talk about it, you know. um, Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and especially when it's something so heinous, you know, as a lynching and multiple lynchings and people hanging from here. I mean, there's a lot of bad and negative energy there that uh, causes, you know, people to see it nowadays. They see the people hanging People claim they can see people hanging, you know. Um, they say that there's a, a little a little girl that sits 
on the bridge sometimes. Yeah. You can see a little girl in a white dress. And Do we know who the girl is? No, I've looked yeah. and I've, I've I yeah, looked. I never could no information. They just said it was like a little girl in a white dress with kind of like matted black hair, and she just looks into the woods. And when you drive by, she just keeps. She doesn't ever look at you. Right. She just keeps staring off into the woods like she's staring at something. I can't help but That's my kind of how I look at my wife sometimes. Thing, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I do on Thursdays, guys. Leave me alone. No. Uh, so, I mean, it's cool. You, you know, you've got an urban legend, but it's an urban legend with a twist. You well, because there's fact. There's so much, you know, uh, we all know that so urban legends, activity. you know, it's it's some fact, but it's mixed with a little bit of uh, embellishment. You of course. Know? Of course. Um, and, you know, um, like you said, there's always going to be some embellishments, but for sure people were hung from this bridge. And, you know... That alone is bad enough to keep that bad energy there right. for you to, right. you know. And there's other stories, too, of this urban legend that, like, if you park, well, you can't really do it anymore, but if you were to park in between the two bridges and shut your car off, it wouldn't start, yep. and then you'd see the car coming for you. Yeah, and know. then you'd have this guy with a hook dangling from, oh, no, wait, that's a Wrong. different story. Sorry. JT. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, guys, that's kind of the story of the Seven Gates of Hell. It's, um... That's a kind of short, sweet, and condensed version of it. Yeah, we uh, we just wanted to kind of tell. It has a little bit of everything that we like to talk about. Yeah. Aside from horror movies, we on a podcast we talk about a lot of horror movies and stuff too. But um, I really we love because we watch a lot of horror. We I really just love paranormal. To give you a little taste. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love I love paranormal stories. I actually used to ghost hunt. I had a team and stuff, and I know JT does. And Breezy's got a haunted house, and for real, I know. Like a real haunted house, a real one. We'll be doing invest- we'll be doing investigations in. I know <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uh, Jerry likes paranormal stuff. Oh, so yeah. come with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all for it. Y'all aren't that far away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hoping. Yeah, Jerry, you need to come to Missouri. Good old. Missouri. We can show you a thing or two. Maybe yeah, some I, stuff I, you I, don't even want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Missouri. It's uh, I've been. Uh, I've been to Rolla a bunch. I've been to uh, East St. Louis, unfortunately. I've been to uh, regular St. Louis. I like that. I've been to East St. Louis, unfortunately. (laughs) Regular St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a rough area now. It's we we just um, to be honest with you, Jerry. You know, um, it's kind of crazy me talking to you because, like, I kind of you're the reason why I even started wanting to do a podcast. I started listening to you, um, and then I talked to JT. I was like, hey, you got to check out. He's like, it's funny because <laughs> JT didn't even know what the hell a podcast was. What? We were eating lunch one day, and he was like, oh, dude, you got to check out this podcast. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, listen to this guy, you know, and he uh, he turned me on to your show. And, yeah, he did. And I've been a loyal listener ever since. Yeah. We and- appreciate that. Oh, man, it's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I like, uh, we like talking to something else we do on our show, you know, um, just so everybody can get it out there. We actually like taking phone calls from people and having conversations with them, hearing their ghost stories and, like, having our own little deal there. and Creating our own little horror fam. Yeah, we like to create a horror family, as we like to call it, you know, um, to get people together to feel like they're all, they don't have to feel weird about talking about stuff like this. No judgment. Yeah, we'd love to get you on our show so we could dig into your little nitty-gritty secrets. Uh, <laughs> let you let you tell some stories. Pull out your dirty underwear. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Look, just because they're three days old does not mean they're dirty. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's a fresh pair for me. Hey, I'm just glad you got them on. 
but- it's like the time I had Jim Harold on, and Jim was talking about he was getting ready to go on a cruise. And before we got off, I said I had one last question, and I asked him if he wore boxers or briefs. I think I caught him off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wasn't wearing any. Yeah, I'm saying, just yeah. wear anything. Just yeah. a swinging in the wind. <laughs> That's good, yeah, Icebreaker. I asked him if he was going to be wearing, uh, like, skimmies out there in, in the water and all that stuff. I, I definitely caught him off guard, but I got to... <laughs> Because if you know Jim, Jim's really, uh, oh, really yeah, professional. Yeah. So that's, that's oh yeah, straight yeah. I, I listen to him quite a bit too. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, yeah, see, we're kind of not professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just a bunch of goofballs. I mean, you've yeah, listened to a few we, of our podcasts. You know, we get we get into our stories. You know, we like to give out some details and stuff, but we like to have fun while we're doing it. So. Yeah, we we really like talking we're, about this stuff. Um, I know we're probably closer to your other show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is absolutely awesome. Thank you. In fact, I was Thank listening you. to you and Amanda today on the way home from work. <laughs> hey, Jerry, I think you got a stalker. <laughs> hey, at this point, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. There you go. There hey, you so go. you guys will match up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick before I before I let you you guys go, each one of you tell me the favorite subject that you've covered on your show and why. Mm. Oh, that's easy for me. Uh, I'll I'll go first. So my absolute favorite story, and it was one of our earlier episodes, which I've been dying to redo. I have been absolutely fascinated with the Vanishing Hitchhiker stories forever. Um, So we uh, did a Vanishing Hitchhiker story, and I talked a lot about Resurrection Mary up on Archer Avenue. Uh, I can't tell you how much I love that story. In fact... I'm supposed to be going to Joliet in March for a concert, and I've already set aside time to go see Archer Avenue and Resurrection Cemetery. Yeah, you are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Brian? No, you go ahead, Breezy. I would have to say my favorite was the CISO Hotel. That was a good episode. I just, I've listened to that episode so many times. I've gotten so many compliments on that one. It's just the information that is in that place it's just unreal the, the best part about that is how the hell does a guy die just walking down the street yeah. you know <laughs> Bow, body things happen yeah <laughs> yeah those things happen yeah. <laughs> uh yeah real quick i mean for me um i love i love horror movies i love paranormal and all stuff too but i love horror movies and um i actually kind of like uh the episode we did about Phantasm, which is a, I don't know if Jerry, if you know what that is, dude, that, that movie, I was so excited when I found out that Joe Bob Briggs covered that, those four movies on, uh, the drive-in theater thing that came back out on Amazon prime right around Halloween. What is that? Joe Bob Briggs. Yep, Joe Bob Briggs drive-in theater or whatever, but he covered all four of those movies right before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's, love that series. That's, I mean, that, that movie to means a lot to me, and it kind of reminds me. It brings back to when I was young. We talk a lot about nostalgia on our show, and you know, the atmosphere of stuff and how it makes you feel, and you know, I think that for me was one of my favorites, just because of it brought back the memories and kind of the reason why I kind of want to start talking on yeah. doing a podcast, yeah. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. Pretty passionate about it. We love talking about it. So, well, Good. Tell everybody how they can keep up with you on social media and how they can find the podcast. 
Well, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, so we're all over Facebook, the Horror Chronicles podcast. You can just type that in. It'll pop right up. Uh, we are on every platform, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher Spotify, CastBox. Uh, iTunes has been doing really good for us here lately. We've getting a lot of lessons off of that. Mm-hmm. We have um, a YouTube page as well. We do have a YouTube page um, if JT would just keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of we're trying to get like you a little bit on that there, Jerry. You know, YouTube is just kind of they're sensitive. Now, yeah. granted, one yeah. of our show, one of our episodes that we did on Ghost Nation has over five thousand views on it, so that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, but um, we kind of got away from you. We're still on YouTube. We're gonna be putting some stuff because we're gonna be doing some ghost hunts and stuff like that. We're gonna put some stuff on there. But other than that, I mean, we are pretty much everywhere. Um, the best place to get a hold of us is on Facebook. Uh, we're there all the time. Um, we have a email. You can email us some of your stories if you like. Yeah, uh, Horror Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we do a live show on Sundays um, from Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, which we've gotten in a lot of trouble for here lately. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so, tends to happen with us. Ahead. You know, but uh, seven o'clock, guys, on Sundays, you can catch us live and ask us questions, and we can just talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's amazing. I'm I'm looking at the numbers on our Facebook. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, our YouTube page, and we've got 172 videos, and I bet we don't have 5,000 combined. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it was weird. Crazy. We, you know, and that all happened. We decided when we heard about that Ghost Nation show coming back. We were huge fans of the Ghost Hunter series, and when we heard about Ghost Nation coming back, Ryan came to me and he said, "Hey, let's do an episode on this." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." So we did it, and we threw it out on YouTube, and it just freaking exploded. Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. Up. So. But yeah, Jerry, well, we just want to say uh, thank you again for letting us come on the show. Yeah, much yeah, love to you, you, man. Thank you so much. You and Tracy both, man. You yeah, guys Tracy's have done amazing. so much for the podcast community and, you know, all your outreach with, uh, you know, the suicide prevention and all that. Yeah. I, it's amazing to have some people like you out there. Well, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we've said time and time again that it's uh, what started off as just telling stupid ghost stories. And I mean that in the nicest way has turned into a platform to be able to actually help people in ways that we never thought uh, would ever happen. So that that now is what the podcast is about, not about the stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Thank you guys so much and uh, looking forward to being on your show sometime. Yeah, definitely. We want to pick your brain for a little while. Yeah, pick your brain. Pick it real good. More brains. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. All right. See you, Jerry. Thanks so much, man. And see, that was a fun story. Yes, it was. I guess, you know, Gates of Hell and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Sounds like a good (laughs) time. People getting hung off a bridge and stuff. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it was fun. Yeah. But anyways, we love you guys. Maybe they were bungee jumping. I don't think they were. Well, I think they were bungee jumping, but I think the it was way too short. <laughs> so anyway guys thank you so much and uh, we hope you enjoy yourself and hope you're liking the new shows i hope so too guys we love y'all <laughs>